Whatever you give a mirror, the mirror is going to give you back what you give to it. The mirror is like a visual representation of the law of attraction. We'll get into the law of attraction in more detail, but before we do, allow me to break bread on what this whole peace study thing is about. After nearly losing my life, I started studying cases of God's creations or about God's creations rather. And after reading the cases, I will hold the mirror to myself and I will ask two questions, two very important questions. How was the actions of the characters different or similar to my behavior? And two, how were the results similar or different from the results of my own or from my own results? By keeping record of the actions I was displaying and learning how characters with similar strongholds obeyed certain principles to overcome themselves, I was able to see how I was entangled or I was able to see what was tangling me up and by obeying these principles, I started to receive real power, real control over these things that I struggled with for a very long time. And in that time, I started to document this process to straighten myself out. And this is how I set my own record straight. This process is a daily process that I refer to as daily bread. And tonight we will break this bread together and I will let you look into my innermost confessions and the confessions of others who were governed by the same principles. I hope that all who are seeking peace can get enough information from this to find real peace and internal or eternal prosperity through Christ made manifest in Yeshua, popularly known as Jesus. This is what I call principle study or peace study. Welcome to the family. So, about that prosperity. You know, the first business we run is ourselves, And the second business we manage is our household. Every company we know is just an extension of that. This is the show enough truth because the original meaning of the word economy means the management of a household. So, the quality of a business is only a reflection of how each team individual plays or works out the dysfunction within oneself. And then two, that individual player attracts another team player and partners to build a family, partners to build a household. In that household, they can build companies that, you know, families legalize companies to go and serve the world and do a lot of wonderful things and a lot of people are able to enjoy these things. But these companies are just an extension of a person's ability to master oneself and and their ability to attract the same version of what they are, what they truly are. That's why tonight the topic is Attract, 
don't chase. This topic is a part of our series or our series of focus. We have a series on focus and that F-O-C-U-S is an acronym, right? But before we get into that acronym, the whole core message behind this series is to focus on real resolutions. Everybody likes to talk about New Year resolution, right? But the real resolution comes by seeking ye first the kingdom of God. We know that resolution is to break down complex things into simpler parts. That's what the original meaning of the word stems from. To break down the complex into simpler form so we can identify, we can actually see this huge sophisticated problem in front of us and we can take bite-sized action of it. We can figure it out by each cubic unit cubic inch instead of trying to tackle the whole thing and getting overwhelmed in the process but as far as that focus acronym is concerned the F is for foregoing it's about leaving something for you to focus it's a lot of things you have to leave behind it's a lot of things you have to say no to to focus focusing is not really necessarily all about what you're focusing on <laughs> but it's a, a great deal of it has everything to do with what you're not focusing on because what you pay attention to your intention will follow so the F is for foregoing or leaving the O is outer which is the external the world not conforming to the world, not caring about what the world say about how you do things, foregoing what the flesh wants, foregoing what the mind feels, and allowing the spirit. But before we get to the S, let's go back to the C, jumping ahead of myself. So we got FO, foregoing outer, which is the world, which is the flesh, which is that mind telling you that you can't do things that you can, in fact, do. The C, circumstances. When your eyes are seeing things that are very real in the physical. But what the faith or the belief is trying to do through spirit is to allow you to speak those things into existence that you may not see with your natural eye, but you can believe through the spirit. And you, it's using. At the end of the day, we are at liberty to use the things, the tools, the principles, the skills that God has bestowed upon us. So we leave the world and the circumstances we're in to use what? To use spirit. It is the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Christ, the Christ that was made manifest through Yeshua, popularly known as Jesus, where we go into a interstellar mindset that ascends beyond anything on this planet. 
Some people may think you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Some may think you delusional. But when your faith is unwavering, those things that aren't seen with the naked eye today, they are being made manifest by your faith through love and hope. This is why tonight I want you to pull out your microscope and I want you to lean over and look at one topic that is attract, don't chase. <clears throat> Excuse me. Attract, don't chase. A series on focus for going out of circumstances using spirit. That's the real resolution. You know, I go by the name of church for all for those who don't know me. And I have to just tell you, I, I fell in love with a hoe. How, you may think. <laughs> I was one too. Ended up hating her, or not really her, but her ways. But God was making me responsible. Because he hated my ways. I changed when my vision cleared up. Because the hoe I love was me standing in the mirror. For the Bible says a wicked woman is given as a portion to a wicked man, but a godly woman is given to him that feareth the Lord. And I wasn't necessarily afraid of the Lord at the time. Not like I thought I was. I was more afraid of missing out. I was more afraid of not being able to soothe my flesh, ease myself. You may ask church, why you took it there? Because I rejoiced in my truth to make it clear. I was chasing prosperities and skipping the steps in the process, you know. Tried to feed my flesh and my spirit at the same time. But you know, that just won't do. I had to remember that the prosperous life that I wanted began with myself. And every card I was dealt was a reflection of myself. But as I fast forward today, I'm on a journey of complete abstinence until I'm married. Everything I lay my hands on and my mind to has been prospering because in full surrender, I seek the kingdom now. And all things are added unto me now. The things I've always wanted find me attractive now. <laughs> Think I'm quite handsome now. It's because I attract now. I don't chase. The game is about choice. You understand me? It's about choice. But enough about me though. I want to observe a case when Jesus described what the kingdom of heaven was with the parable of the master and the three men with talent. I touched on this last week in last week's episode. But I was able to receive new insight on this particular story or parable. Nevertheless, let me give you the story for those who don't know or for those who just tuning in. A master travailed through the land and gave three men talents to go in exchange to multiply the talents. One man received five, the other received two, the last man received one. When the master came back to see the results, each man presented a different result. The first man that had five talents doubled the money doubled the talent to 10. The second man with four, the 
The second man with two doubled it to four. But the last man with one talent dug a hole and buried his talent. He hid the talent. When the master came back to see what the results were, he praised the men that was able to double their talent. But the one that buried his talent, he was displeased with this man. He told him he was wicked. He called him wicked. This is what Jesus said. This is how Jesus described a man that buried the talent, that, that, that did not use the talent, exchanged in the talent to double the money. Called the man wicked. And the talent that he did have was taken away from him because he buried his talent. And I've read this parable a few times, you know. The two men who doubled their bread, you know, they, it makes sense. I mean, when you look at the story, you think, okay, you know, you know, don't get the don't get the bag and fumble it, triple, triple and double it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it just makes sense. The math is mathing, right? But when I, it was it was a particular moment, right, where I I believe a couple maybe a couple days ago, I thought about the concept of tithing, and I came up with this system called Next Level Tithing. And this, in this system of next level tithing, a cohort of 10 people, they give or share each other's businesses with 10 people of their own. And what ends up happening is online or on social media, 100 organic shares ends up being a result from 10 people because each person share the commercial or ad or piece of content with 10 people of their own and I was having a conversation with one of my brothers and we was talking and I was thinking about the story you know before I get into that though I have to admit this whole people this whole attraction thing or law of attraction that's really not my go-to and I'm going to explain why, okay? So people use attraction in this information age. So I just use the word just to be able to relate, be, be relatable to, the, to, what's, to what people are gravitating towards, right? Being a fisher of men. And, but I really want to take you to, I really want to take you to the root of what attraction really is, okay? So the root of attraction is, at the root of attraction is pleasure. Okay. Attraction is pleasure. And the root of pleasure is to please. But the root of pleasing someone is giving to someone. So attraction is giving. Okay. You're not just about to stand there like a decoy and receive everything that you want because you just, oh, I, I got it and I think it and it comes in my lap. Nah, <laughs> you feel me? That could be a misconception about the word. It means giving. What are you giving? When 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 a beautiful sister walked past me and she smelled good and she got a sundress on and then make, and she making it do what it need to do, she's giving me great sense. She's giving me a great uh, figure eight shape or however she is taking care or tending to her garden. She gave me that. And by her giving me that, my eyes are pleased with what it sees and I find her to be attractive. 
and she draws me into her scent. She draws me in to how pleasing she is to the eyes and to the nose, right? Bet. So, attraction is given. And you receive what you give, but there are two sides to giving that took me years to figure out. Now, it took me years to figure out these two sides to giving, but by me, uh, receiving the anointing and this idea from God with this next level tithing system that I really, 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 really advocate for. And I think if you are interested, please email me at church at changedivision.com. You want to get 100 shares organically to real people with real feedback. As soon as you post an ad without having to deal with all the rigmarole, of these social media platforms that don't post your content to the, all of the people that follow you. Only a small percentage see what you post anyway. If you want 100 people to share your content from the jump off the rip, email me at church at changedivision.com to find out more details so we can get tapped in and wrapped in. Be it as it may, God was able to shed light on something for me to allow me to see the two sides of giving, right? It's two sides of giving to me that God has shown me, all right? So I've always gave, and most times I gave things away for free or next to a little or nothing. God took care of me now, but I wasn't doubling my money like the two men in the parable that Jesus talked about with four and five talents. Why, Lord? I wondered, God gave me a revelation that I will share with you. So let's go back to the parable of the three men with talent. Now, if you remember the story correctly, right? Two men were able to double their talent that they were given from the master. The other man, the one who didn't double anything, hid the talent. So what am I getting at? What I'm getting at and what God showed me is the men that doubled their talent, they wasn't giving their talent away for free. The men that gave their talent, gave their talent or gave something of value to somebody else that saw that it was valuable. So when they exchanged what they had that was valuable, they received more than what they gave. They were able to receive something of value back. The person or the people or the entity that they gave or distributed their talent to saw the, saw the value in them and pour it back into them. And therefore, they were able to double their money. Now, this is my philosophy on this. How else would they be able to double their money? They would have had to get more money. From what they gave. The Bible said that the men exchanged their talent. And was able to double their talent. Exchange. That means it left them. And it was given to someone else. And what they got back doubled. Because whoever that saw, whoever saw this talent. They saw that the talent was valuable. The man that, got the, that received the talent. That received one talent and buried it. My philosophy and my theory of why that man did that made me see myself for so long I gave things away for free 
And I buried my talent. I hid because I felt like, you know, nobody really see the real, nobody really see the talent. So I might as well just keep it on the tuck. That man was that man was so sure. He was wanting to hold on to that talent so much. He was playing the game not to lose, which is in another article I suggest that you read when you get the chance. Held on to that talent. He didn't want to lose it. He couldn't possibly see the value in his own talent to bury it. The other two men were able to see that. So God showed, put this light on me and I'm like, hmm, a light bulb clicked over my head. And I said, you know what? Giving isn't just about giving, but it's who you give to. Come on, y'all. I know it's hitting me in a real way. But when you put seed in soil, that soil, if that soil doesn't have, isn't enriched with the nutrients that that seed requires to grow, the seed won't grow. It won't grow. This is the law of giving. This is the principle of giving. You can have all the greatest intentions in the world. But if you give it all of your talent to something that can't give you nothing back. You're not you won't double what you gave back. You won't double that. So a lot of people will say, well, if you give, you still will be blessed and and hold your horses okay because god gave me the other side because it's two sides to giving all right but let's go to the other side let's flip the other side of the coin about the widow the poor widow who gave two coins in the offering all these rich men giving all this money this widow this poor widow only gave like two cents and jesus and jesus told the disciples that the widow that gave the two cent gave more than all these rich men giving all that money. How? How? It wasn't because, see, this don't have nothing to do with who you who you give to. This is a different principle. It's two sides giving. Who you give to, and this is the one with the widow in the case of the poor widow. How you give. See, the rich men was just giving because they wanted to put on. Yeah, I, 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 like the like 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 a lot of these celebrities and people with money like to brag about how many turkeys they give on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I gave all these turkeys and okay. So you're not giving really out from the pureness of your heart. You just giving this to just to show off among your constituents, among your rich friends and people that have money to be like, you know, I'm a boss and I'm I'm giving this much to charity and I'm doing that. While the, the poor widow, Jesus said, it was how she gave. That was all she had. And that which she had, she gave. Right? So you have two sides of the coin. You have a man hiding his talent and not doubling it that takes the Lord off. Then on the other side, you got somebody who gave their last. And they poor. But it pleased the Lord. So how can two things exist at once? Like as, how can two sides of this spectrum be true at once there's two sides to giving it's who you give to how you give and the last story that I'm going to use to bring all this back around 
because people may feel like what I just said mean I'm only going to give to people who are able to give back to me. That's not what I'm saying. Let's, t- let's talk about the Good Samaritan story. The Good Samaritan. A, law- a lawyer asked Jesus, uh, what makes a man righteous? Or what, how would a man be able to be re- rewarded for his righteousness? For righteousness sake, right? And the expert came to Jesus, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's what he said. What must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? How do you read it? Right? So, of course, Jesus told him, love the Lord God with all your heart and soul and strength and your mind and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right? Well, let me take a few steps back because I'm conflating the two. Jesus asked him to tell him what the law, what is written in the law. And the man told Jesus to love God with all your heart, mind, soul and all your strength and with all your mind and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jesus replied, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But the man wanted to justify himself, right? So he asked Jesus, and who was my neighbor, right? Who was my neighbor is what he asked Jesus. And this is where the story of the Good Samaritan comes from. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers, right? They jacked him, beat him up, took his clothes off, left him half dead, half naked. A priest came down the road. Now, a priest came down the road, saw the man, passed the man. A Levite saw the man. This is the, the Levites are supposed to be the, the ones who are the scrolls of the, the Israelites. They keep the law. They're supposed to be meditating on the law day and night. They're supposed to know to love their neighbor. But the Levite passed them. Okay? But a Samaritan, as he traveled, he saw him, took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine, put the man on his own donkey, which would be the equivalent of a vehicle in today's time. Brought him in, took care of him. The next day, he gave him a little money, took him to what we would be, what would be the ho- a hotel now. He gave him the, the Samaritan, gave the man to an innkeeper and told the innkeeper, look after him. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So he didn't pay for the man. He didn't put the man up in the hotel. He didn't have wine and oil and everything to put on the men, on, on the Samaritan. So then Jesus said, which of these three men do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do exactly what the Samaritan did. Now, let's bring all three of these stories back in full circle. Okay? You got a you got three men Two, three men that was given talent that two of them so happened to be blessed for doubling their money. One was cursed for hiding his money. Then you have a poor widow who gave all the rest that she had and she poor 
okay? She Would you call her a good steward over her money? She poor and she get the last bit of change she got? Jesus said she gave more than all these millionaires did. She gave all that she had. It was pure from her heart because it was how she gave, okay? Then you have the Samaritan. Now, now quick question about the Samaritan. The Samaritan could not have taken care of this man that was down and out without having resources. He had oil, wine, money to give him, money to put him in a hotel, a car to ride him in, and money to reimburse the, the innkeeper when he returned. How was he able to have resources? God revealed to me that it's who I give to and how I give. I want you to double your money like the two men with the five talents and the two talents. But I want you to give from the pureness of your heart. I want you to give from the pureness of your heart, not to make it seem like you doing this and doing that for others and you just balling. You just doing it because you want to be seen and you want to you want to look like you the, the one who's giving all the turkeys away during the holidays. I want you to be more resourceful. The healthy balance of it all, you end up being like the Samaritan. The one that's able to handle business and be able to take care of the, the sick, the hungry, the poor, the less fortunate. I want you to do I want you to do those things. But the things that you have of value, the things that I've given to you, don't hide it. Don't put it away. Don't, but don't cast your pearls to those who won't appreciate it. Give something of value to those who will pour back into you. And that which you get from those who see the value in you, you fraction and, and sanction that off to those who need, to those who could use. So either way it go, God didn't want me to be so stingy or greedy till it was all about taking, taking, taking and not giving anything free. He just didn't want me to give everything away from under the value and everything for free. It's a balance here in play. It's a balance here in motion that you get from these cases of giving. And this is the revelation for my situation. And ever since I've been chewing on this good daily bread, I've watched things in my life grow. It's getting, it's, it's unbelievable, y'all. And this is the principles of giving that I wanted to share tonight. Calling it a track, don't chase. But in all sincerity, seek ye first the kingdom of God and allow Christ to permeate through your nervous system to continue to seek. And the revelations will come because they are surely coming to me. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful. 86% of all millionaires are married and 90% of them once were. And I probably, I can bet the last two quarters in my left pocket that the last 10% they've inherited wealth from married couples. The richest families of the world controls everything for the most part. 
So let us come together. Cleaning out the dysfunction within oneself. Attracting somebody that's virtuous after we iron the wrinkles out of ourselves. With the surrender, the full surrender to Yahweh. And be able to build a mighty kingdom, a mighty nation. Because the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And a great man, great woman, provides an inheritance for his children's children. You see somebody skilled in their work, you see a man skilled in his work, he shall stand before royalty, not mean, obscure men. But don't be thirsty for what the king have. Don't have an appetite for the treasures of the king. For if you do, you might as well hold a knife to your own throat. This is the law. This is the principles that I've governed myself accordingly with. And I want you to be able to observe my confession and the testimonies to see what this test meant for them and what this test meant for me. I want you to make an informed decision about this. And I want that decision to be able to land you in the land of milk and honey, in the kingdom of heaven. I love you. I'm praying in solidarity with you and for you and everything that you care about in this particular moment. And I want you to always remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added unto you. You won't have to chase it. Just give and it shall be given unto to you the next episode will be change the vision change the vision is the next episode and I'm not going to spoil it so you just got to be there and be square church love